0: Losses going into the bye week. How are you feeling? And don't mention Pat Shermer because we're gonna we're gonna spend twenty minutes on that. So give me anything that doesn't involve the two words Pat and Shermer.
1: It's disgusting the fact that you, that you that you that you had to say the Jets won. That that is atrocious. The Jets lost to the Miami Dolphins a week ago, and they beat us. It was disgusting performance all around. There are moments but in the end you see that final score you're like the New York Giants lost to the New York Jets the guy that had mono the head coach that people were calling for his firing literally a week ago and now the Giants were in their same boat uh it's it's frustrating as you say we have lost six straight games and i'm tired of it and i you always i always look forward to a Giants game but Sunday, next Sunday, I'm looking forward to no Giants football just so I can relax and just watch NFL games and not to worry about my team sucking. So I'm not doing good. And yeah, uh, it's gonna be different opinions. And it's a Giants Twitter is a very toxic place right now. Fans are at each other's throats if you're not on one particular side of it. But yeah, we're gonna discuss it. We'll have different opinions in the show. People are people hate that we're sometimes too much of like homers or like we agree too much. I forgot exactly what it is, but if if you don't like that, this is your show today. We're gonna to have different opinions.
0: Yeah, um, and to mention that the Jets the Jets are not a good team. I don't I don't want to pretend they are. Uh, but as much as we make jokes about Sam Darnold, because you know the Jets talk trash about you know taking Saquon and whatnot. I have always stood that I think Sam Darnold's a good QB, even though I, yes. I will I will mess with him when he m- plays bad. That's you know that's the fan in me. But I I, I do like Sam Darnold. I think he's going to be a good QB. Um, may you know maybe Adam Gase isn't. Well, Adam Gase probably isn't the guy. But like I, I believe they can get a good coach in there and work well with Sam Darnold. Um, on our side of things, Pat Sherman, That's obviously the talk of the Giants Nation right now. Should he be fired? should it be not i think most people lean to me and fire danny i think you lean there um before i get into it um like i i feel like i come off as a pat sherman defender which i guess i am i don't want to say i'm not but i like, i'm i have a i have criticism of pat sherman i want to get into it but i also don't want to like i don't want to let like criticism and i can't stand when when people do this is when they have made a decision on something and then they will look for any reason to, like, justify, like, what they're saying. Like, um, let me think. Like, okay, like, as Olsen and Pierre got cut uh, the other day uh, because we signed Leonard Williams and they had to bring in uh, – who did they – oh, they brought in Sam Beal. Was it Sam Beal that got cut for him? Yes. Yeah. Or, yeah. So Olson Pierre, the fifth guy in rotation, people are like Dave Gellman, and another free agency doesn't work out. It's like actually it did. He was good. He, he was good for what he was asked to do. He was never asked to be more than anything than the last guy in the defensive line rotation, and they just traded for Leonard Williams. So like, like that's expected. Like, and so I don't like when people reach to make their points. If you think Pat Shermer should be fired, that's fine, but don't like don't reach on those reasons because like I think there's plenty of criticisms there. Um, And I think there's some criticisms there that I want to clear up. Danny, why don't you kind of tell me where you stand with Pat Shermer, though?
1: I just want to say this. uh, Wow. Sorry, my voice cracked right there. I just want to make this clear. That's so annoying that that just happened. I want to make this one thing clear right now. People are calling for Dave Gellman's firing. That's what you
0: get for making – uh making fun of me to
1: be for being a boomer. So I, I I almost responded to you today when you said you threw out your back. I was like I was about to be like, okay, Boomer. Uh so I was actually
0: expecting that.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not gonna say it. the guy's injured. But I wanna make this clear before uh I get into my Pat Shermer thing. I do not want Dave Gellman fired. People are calling for his firing, but I do not want him fired. I wanna make that clear as I'm saying this. Yes, he fired. yes, he hired Shermer, but I don't want Gellman fired. So Pat Shermer. I I gave I gave him all the chances in the world. I, I believed in him last year. I was like, last year was it a good year. Coming into this year, I gave him the chances with Eli, but then that didn't work. Then he put in Jones, and I'm like, all right, it's a rookie. I'm going to give him time to work this. But we are now on a six-game loser streak. We lost to the team that lost to the Miami Dolphins a week ago. The Giants came out as flat as they could be. They were not... They didn't seem energized to play. He said his job every week is to get players ready to play, and they did not want to play that first quarter. Now, and, and let's say Quan's injured. He is not right, but Pat Shermer keeps giving him the ball. It's like you're beating a dead horse. He's clearly not right. He has 13 carries for one yard, Pat Shermer. Why do you keep giving him that football? If you're going to keep running it, give it to Wayne Gollin at that point because maybe he'll get something going. His play calling is frustrating. Uh, uh, James Betcher, we 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 are not fans of James Betcher. He hasn't been aggressive. Pat Shermer hasn't been the guy to go over there and be like James. You're supposed to be an aggressive play caller. That's why you're here. He's just letting James do what he wants. It's and it's I, I I'm not. It's just mainly his play calling. His just. Something's just not clicking with this offense. Like the first quarter they did nothing. The second and third quarter, they did something right. But then the fourth quarter, nothing happened. Now that one screenplay they ran to the goal to take. That was just poor job by the Jets on that defense. That's why that worked. So people I just don't think he's the answer. I think his limit is a offensive coordinator, but as so far as the head coach of the Giants, his offensive play calling has not translated from what they were with the Vikings. I don't know what's getting lost to transition with Pat, but be, I don't expect him to be fired. I know people want him to be fired- to, uh, today if he's fired today that'd be shocking, but my biggest gripe with Pat Shermer is his play calling abilities, his stubbornness and just he just doesn't have like he's just not the authority of the team he he's not like rounding these guys up they they had a player's only meeting. I want him to get all these coaches together to be like you're like especially this defense to be like what are you doing? Why is it so easy for teams to drive down the field? The Jets, their first 15 plays, they made that look easy, like it was clockwork. I don't know what it's going to take for this team, but if we want to get back to the promised lands, I don't think Pat is a guy. And I said give him three years, but today was the day. We lost in the New York Jets. That's unacceptable. And today is the day when I'm like, all right, I think it's done with Pat Schumer. The experiment's over. Now, I know there's gonna be some people out there. It's like, oh, okay, we should have kept Tom Coughlin. He's not the answer either. We I, I don't we need a young offensive minded guy. I that's clearly what the coaches of this league are going towards. Now, obviously maybe it's just a fluke that all these guys are working you got Matt LaFleur in uh uh Green Bay, then you got uh Sean McVay in LA. So
0: Dude, don't forget Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. Z-
1: yeah, Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. That's working out perfectly well. So uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've had enough of Pat Shermer. I know we differ here. I want to hear your reasons as to why you want to keep Pat Shermer, but yeah, that, that's my biggest gripe with Pat Shermer right now.
0: And I think you make fair points. I really do. Like, I, and that's where I, I I get frustrated. It's like I'm not I'm not saying this guy is great, and I'm not saying I even, but like, I totally believe in him. So I, I'll start with my criticisms. That fourth down at the end of the game, you gotta go for it. You get the ball back at the 18 seconds, nothing's going to happen. you got to go for it there. Um, I I don't think you can think that you have a better chance of doing it. I thought that was a bad decision. We went for it against Arizona. It was different circumstances against Arizona because the field goal didn't uh, end the game, uh, whereas a field goal for the Jets would have. But I feel like you just got to go for it there. Two, you mentioned Saquon. Saquon's hurt. And it seems like he's gotten worse these past couple of weeks. He is hurt more than when he was, than when he came back. He is because he does not look the same. Even on like that catch he had that he went for, what was it? 20 yards or so. You saw him like hopping his, his ankle is messed up and it's getting worse. We need to not play him unless he is a hundred percent healthy. And I was, listen, I was on the side of bring him back. If he's at 80, 90%, but he's not healthy. He, he doesn't look good. Um, so, like, I, I think that might be Schirmer being desperate as, as letting Saquon go out there. And, and, of course, Saquon wants to play. So, like, you know, and like you, can't, uh, you can't get mad at him for that. But if, if, like, Gallman had one carry for two yards, Saquon, like you said, had 13 for one. Gallman, when he went in, actually, like, hit a hole hard and got yards. Where Saquon was not. Saquon was so gingerly. But I do want to talk about, like, the Saqu- how Saquon's used. Um, so that would be my second uh, criticism is, is Saquon – like, what is he doing out there if he's not ready? Three, maybe he should get up play calling because he's not really doing like we got to put some of the defense on him because he is the head coach. I get that and and in today's NFL, there's a lot of offensive guys who call plays and they don't do much with the defense. But he needs to be more involved with the defense. He needs to grab Betcher by the balls and say be more aggressive from the get-go. And Betcher got like Betcher after those first two drives to his credit adjusted and got much better, which you know we'll get more into that later. But, like, consistently we come out extremely conservative on defense and we go down in holes. Three, four, um, the Jones fumbles I don't blame on Shermer. But I also want to be like, hey, man, like, what are we doing to fix this? There's got to be some way to fix it. I understand, like, it, it doesn't happen overnight. But it's gotten so bad with these fumbles, man. It's, it's, it's pretty un. I, I mean, remember the, the fumbles in the preseason game, too? And we're like, listen, fumbles happen. But now it's becoming like a full-blown problem. I, I don't expect it to come, happen long-term because that's just the kind of Daniel, guy Daniel Jones is. is he's going to work and work and work and get better at his craft. And a lot of times you can't do like things like that in season. But it is frustrating that's happened. So th- th- those are my criticisms. And that's a lot of criticism. So if people say, like, listen, I think that's enough to be fired, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. But here's the reasons I think he should be around. or Or some of the reasons... Let, let me first start by like, debunking some myths. The I can't believe he called those timeouts with, uh, with, with five minutes left in the game. Why do you do that? Why do you not save timeouts? I, I thought that was great. It gave Daniel Jones the ball back with four minutes and 23 seconds instead of two minutes and 23 seconds. That's a huge difference. And let's say he doesn't call those timeouts. I went and did the math. The Giants got the ball back with 18 seconds left. If Pat Schumer didn't use his timeouts when he did, the Giants would have gotten the ball back with either 33 to like 45, 50 seconds left, depending on if he calls a timeout before they punt. Um, I'd rather have that extra two minutes because, like, what is okay? Let's say let's go with highball, 45 seconds at your own like 12 yard line. I mean, yeah, maybe something could happen, but you, like the your best like best case scenario with that is you get into hail mary position and, and throw hail mary. I'd rather have that extra two minutes. For Daniel Jones. So, like, and I, you know, and I think the person realized, and it's a follower of mine that I like, but he's like, no, you don't call us timeouts. Like, maybe Adam Gase doesn't run the clock down. And I was like, come on, man. Like, you, you don't believe that. You're just mad. Um, so, like, the timeout things, like, that is that is just math. You know, there's no debating, like, uh, if, if was shoulda, coulda, woulda, like like people with the two-point conversion. And that's another thing. We loved that he went for two in this game, but we hated it against Detroit because it worked this game. So that's another guy in revision. And then, as far as the way Saquon is used, they were his holes there on the inside. And then there was times where the O line screwed it up. Kevin Zeitler had two plays where a healthy Saquon takes a ten plus, and that's me playing it. So that's being me low balling it. The first one was on a first and ten, the draw play. I mean, it was blocked beautifully. I think it might have went for six. Saquon could have went left or went right. He goes right, Kevin Zeidler misses his block, and he gets tackled. And the fact that Saquon's hurt, like, hurts that too, because I think, I think he breaks that tackle if he's healthy. That one would have went for a lot of yards. The second one, like another one where uh, Kevin Zeitler pulled, and he just completely whiffs on his guy. If he even just chips that guy, it's 10-plus easy. 10-plus easy. And people are saying, well, why do we keep on running Saquon to the inside? It's so predictable. Well, guess what? When we didn't run Saquon to the inside and we ran outside, it went for negative yards every time. We had guys that couldn't block on those outside runs. The so outside runs are so much harder to block. They weren't there. That's why. And the be- plays were blocked better when it was inside runs. And the Jets have a good run-stop defense. I don't want to use that as an excuse, but it, it is what it is. And Saquon is hurt. So, but like you said, I don't think like Saquon's enough of a decoy to let him be out there hurt like that. Um, if he's hurt that bad and he's still hurt coming back from the bye week, I wouldn't play him. So I, I have some more stuff, but that's kind of like the first things I wanted to address, Danny.
1: And l- l- let me say this for Pat Shermer as well. He he was out his starting center and his starter right tackle today, and he also lost. His starting tackle Nate Solder in the game. And he was out without Evan Ingram and uh, Sterling Shepard. So he's not at full strength and on his... And Sterling Shepard
0: is the best wide receiver on the team. Yeah, yeah. We've seen like, Golden Tate made some great plays today, but we talked about it on our last show. When Golden Tate's in man coverage, he doesn't get separation. Now, he's good enough that with no separation, he can make some amazing plays, but he doesn't get separation like Sterling Shepard does.
1: Yeah, Sterling Shepard can get open so easily. He, he just gets lost. So Th- there's... Uh, and I'm gonna make, and I'm gonna call myself out right here literally a week ago, I said, getting rid of Sherman now could stunt Daniel Jones's growth because I feel like if you fire a head coach in your rookies first year, that's not a good sign because I mean i I use Sam Darnold as a reference. he's been struggling, but it's it's a balancing act with this decision. I know people want Sherman gone today, and as we're recording this on a Sunday night, I don't think he'll be gone tomorrow if he is that would be shocking, but it. It just – Dave Gellman, John Mara, and Steve Fisher is going to all have to sit down and be like, is he the answer at head coach right now? And I believe John Mara will probably say no because he stormed past reporters today without wanting to answer a question because, honestly, John Mara is going to be annoying. Now, people are like, everyone hates John Mara, but, like, the guy – the more fans – like, it, it's – the the fan the attendance is going to decline on a week-by-week basis, and that's money out of his pocket, so – He's gonna want an answer for New York because this is the New York Giants. They have been a you want to be a proud to be a New York Giants fan, and for the past few years, we have not been proud and last year, there was reason for hope, but this year, I don't have a reason for hope to that Patrick will get the job done and now you're you're right there's there's reasons to believe Patrickmmer could turn this around possibly, but really, we're worse than we were at this time last year, and I mean the only difference right now for me between. 2017 and now Pat Shermer has lost the locker room. These guys, they they haven't turned on Pat Shermer, or at least they have not publicly turned on Pat Shermer like it was in 2017 with matthew with DRC, Apple, uh, just Bobby Hart, Eric Flowers. So I don't know what the I'm not sure. It, it's such a balancing act, and I mean I wasn't expecting to have this conversation tonight because I was personally expecting the Giants to win. And I and I've and I said for years for Pat Shermer, if he doesn't get it done next year, then I'm calling for it. But it's, I just don't know. There's right now, there's no clear light at the end of the tunnel. We're like, this is a rebuilding year. We're very much aware of that. But the Giants haven't shown the light to believe, especially on the offensive side of the ball right now, that there's hope at the end of the tunnel. And yeah, with the Daniel Jones' fumble, what are they doing to help address this issue? Because as you said, it's not going to get fixed overnight. But how are you uh, teaching it to be like, hey, hold on to this football, like protect it like this, or just be more aware in the pocket? And there's someone that, uh, who was it? Someone said like, "This is why Daniel Jones played at Duke. He's got zero pocket where He doesn't step on a pocket." Can we please understand that this guy's guy? was
0: our guy Craig from New York Giants? Bro. I love Craig. Yeah, but sometimes he just says some stuff. Yeah,
1: we got we we all need to understand Daniel Jones is a rookie. He's gonna make mistakes, but these fumbles have now become an epidemic for Daniel Jones, the one where it's, like, I had people over my house, someone literally said like, Jamal Adams literally said, please, that took the ball out of Daniel Jones's hand, but that was also on Saquon Barkley. Another thing, Patrick, it's it, Saquon's another major issue, and I'm, and I'm not going to be surprised if we hear Saquon's injured this week, or at least coming out of the bye week. I think we shut him down. He's visibly frustrated. Uh, I don't know what the answer is right now for the Giants, but I do not believe Pat Shermer is the answer for head coach.
0: I think there's a good chance Saquon's done for the season, because his ankle's messed up. And Okay, like the, the thought that uh, Pat Shermer can't uh, get, get Saquon, this great talent, yards, and, and in good situations. Last year with a healthy Saquon, he, had, he was the rookie of the year. He had over 2,000 yards from the line of scrimmage. And then don't just say, oh, well, those are checkdowns. They were mostly not from checkdowns. You know, the receiving were, but the rushing not. And with the two games this year before he was hurt, he was averaging over six yards per carry. I mean, he was moving. And that last year was all with a worse offensive line. This year was with a better offensive line. Not, I don't want to call it a good offensive line, but it was certainly better. So like when Saquon's healthy, he has been a huge playmaker for this team. He's just not healthy right now. Um, and I don't want to use that as an excuse because if he's out there, he's out there and he needs to perform. But he is hurt and has it's, and it's looked worse every single week since he's gotten back. Air, Arizona, when he came back, that looked like his best game, honestly. It really did.
1: Well, can, uh, can I jump in one second here, Bobby, the, uh, for, for your Saquon thing? They literally showed on the on the Fox broadcast like before, like the injuries averaged like 155 yards, or it was something like a high number. Now it's like 55 or something. And to that Arizona game, I don't, I don't think I tweeted, but in the Arizona game. There was one play where he, he, something happened to his ankle and I saw him on the sideline in visible pain. So I'm not sure. He must have re aggravated it there because high ankle sprains, these are these things take time. And obviously, we we're talking Saquon superhuman, but we didn't see him in NFL game action at that point. And clearly, it's just not at 100%. Like, look at Tua Tagovailoa of, of Alabama. He literally had surgery on that ankle. It's just everyone's different. And Saquon, while we're calling him superhuman, clearly he's not right. And if it's reaching a point and where I think it's,
0: it's gotten worse too. Yeah. And if, if, it, if, if this was the way he was to start that Arizona game, I don't think like him being injured would be like any type of like conversation. But it's gotten worse since then.
1: Yeah. And to be quite honest, if it, uh this season's lost. So I want Sterling Shepard to be on IR because he's a key part of this future and the guy's a family. I don't want these concussions to end his career early and affect him in his long-term health. But Saquon as well, if we keep losing, I, I don't think I want him out there anymore. I would rather have him on IR and put Wayne going out there to see if he's the true backup of the Giants. But still, I'll send it back to you. I'm sorry I interrupted you.
0: No, no. And then the other part, Daniel Jones, I, I understand the fumbles, and the fumbles are an issue. I don't want to act like I'm ignoring them. But passing-wise, he's having an amazing season. He's yeah. on pace to finish this year with... 3,500 yards, 26 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions, and the interceptions have went down since uh, the New England game. Actually, last last week, Dallas he had the one interception. Okay, so 20 if and if on a 16 uh, game schedule pace for this is rookie year, 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. That's really good. This guy, Pat Shermer, is a guy who ha- despite what Ryan Clark said, wanted this guy and saw what this guy said while everyone else said they were idiots. Like, he's part of that. And you know what? Look at the play calling today. That first touchdown, the, the five-yarder, the Darius Slayton, they broke to the huddle, sprinted to the line of scrimmage, and snapped the ball on first down. That's creativity. You might not think it's crazy, but that's creativity. That didn't allow the Jets to set their front and what they wanted to do, and they only rushed three because of that. That left Daniel Jones' time. They found a hole in the zone. Touchdown. The Golden tape uh, screenplay, I disagree with you, Danny. That's scheming for every like and I understand like a lot of times screenplays don't work, but that's why you continue running them because when they hit they hit and that's on on uh, on Shermer like that wasn't like a Daniel Jones play. Now I love that it goes on his stats, but that play is on Pat Shermer and good blocking by Gates Zeitler um, and Cody core on that one and Cody core. I know that you're not a big part of this team, but stop bragging about a block after the game when you lost. Okay, I just wanted to say that. I know you're a huge listener to this show. I just wanted to say that. I can't stand when players do that. It's, it's less so when wide receivers and stuff do that. Um, it's more so when QBs like Dwayne Haskins' bum-ass does it. Anyways, I don't like it, Cody Core. Uh, and so, like, that's part of it. Like, like, part of Daniel Jones, like, exciting us has to do with Pat Shermer as a play caller. Like, and we, like, when, and I, I put that out the thread of all of Christian McCaffrey's catches. And, and luckily, the people who have been saying... Uh, the the Carolina has the most creative game plan for pa- uh, Christian McCaffrey to get him open in space. They've stopped saying that because that thread proved it wrong. That, you know what? the Carolina isn't doing anything crazy. McCaffrey's just making plays. And I think McCaffrey's a better route runner than Saquon, anyways. Um, I know that's blasphemous to say in giant circles, but I just think it's true. You When you watch him run routes, he's a better route runner. Um, and then people saying, well, he doesn't play out wide enough. And, like, you know, they were using the stat of, well, uh, McCaffrey does it 10, 11% of the time, while Saquon only does it 5% of the time. Now, if you look at that, and am like, wow, double the amount. Rep them out, that goes from two and a half times a game to five times a game. You're telling me that's the difference between being creative and being uncreative? I don't think so. And Greg Olson, we mentioned on our last show, said that the Giants are using stuff from the Carolina playbook. And I know I'm getting off base on here, but what I'm saying is that it's, it sucks that we're losing and we're mad. And, and, and I'm telling you, I would... It would be so much easier and I listen and I, I keep on p- giving prefaces, but Danny, I don't think you're wrong for saying that you don't believe in Pat Shermer. And I, I don't think it's a hot take. I don't think it's a bad, I don't think it's, I don't, even, I don't even want to call it a bad take, but just know where I'm coming from that it would, I can get so much reaction, gain followers, get more people to listen to this podcast. If I were to say fire Pat Shermer, it's done. I've seen enough. I guarantee you, I'm telling you, i Maybe I'm an idiot, but I'm telling you, I, I look at this stuff and I just I see good things there. And this is a rebuilding team. I get that we lost to a team that wasn't good. But guess what? We're also a team that isn't good. The Jets were having the same conversation that we better not lose to the Giants because the Giants aren't good. We're not good. And this any given Sunday. The Dolphins just beat the Colts. Um, so I, I, I don't, I don't really think we have much more to talk about on Pat Shermer. Um, and I think, like and like I said, I'm critical of him. I don't, I'm don't. i not even necessarily believing in him. I think he should give up play calling next year. I think they should go out and get Jay Gruden. I think they should do whatever it takes to get Jay Gruden in as the offensive coordinator for this team. Because like you said, like, Pat Shermer is the head coach, so he needs to take more responsibility for the defense. I don't think we can just throw away, well, the defense isn't his fault. Well, it kind of is, because he is the head coach of this football team.
1: And, and you're not wrong either for believing in Pat Shermer. Like, like an example, I know people hate when you when like use an example of another team succeed, But look at the Forty ers John Lynch, uh, Kyle Shanahan. You think the Forty ers wanted them as their guys anymore? And look at them now; they're eight and zero. And it, I know if, I, I'm not. Sh- people may get annoyed at that, but unfortunately, people are going to hate
0: that because they say, "Well, yeah. Shanahan has a great running yeah. offense." So yeah. they- and I know Garoppolo was hurt, but like, yeah. Basically, and I want I wanna, I do want to study the, uh, the 49ers run game in the offseason and, and sit down and, and have someone show me some things because I, I would love to see the differences. I'm not saying there's not there. Um, but, yeah, anyways, Danny, I think we've kind of covered everything on Pat Shimmer because I think – and, like, another thing is, like, with Saquon Hurt, who are the two playmakers in this game? Tate and Slayton. They both had yeah. two touchdowns. Yeah, Uh, and I want to talk about them separately from the Pat Shermer. So, anything else on Shermer? uh, I do want to you know get the better, but anything else you want to cover before we take a break and move on?
1: Yeah, I mean at this point, like there, there's no way he's fired tomorrow or today. You, the Giants. you're going to have to trust the process to stick it out of him. Or if you're going to do it, you do it now. You get rid of him. You start fresh because you have talent to build around. And if you don't believe Schirmer's getting the best out of these guys, you fire him. You move on. And I believe Shermer, He something's just not clicking with him in New York right now. Maybe the bye week will fix it. But, yeah, we've covered it. We got everything, I think, off our chest about Pat Shermer.
0: Yeah, and listen, I, 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 I will entertain this possibility much more with two one games left. But also, like, you no, know, we can't just fire someone for the sake of fighting. We got to know who the next guy is and have, have like, guys we want. And I, I, I haven't, I don't know. You know, I'm not saying that I, I, I need to know that for that to happen. It's just basically where I'm all And the freaking Nets are down 32 to 13 to the Suns with four minutes left in the first quarter. Can this day get any worse? We're taking a dang break. All right, so a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did i I want to talk about Daniel Jones because you know what as as frustrated as they are, the kid played a good game, four touchdowns zero receptions, twenty six of forty um, uh three hundred and eight yards. The fumbles were there, which we, we will talk about, but he played a really good game man he He continues to stand the pocket and make plays now it is, it is frustrating when he you know he takes hits and sacks and stuff like that when he shouldn't um and we can you know we'll tell you more about that later in the week when we actually get to see like the sky view but he played a really good game, and I don't want to take—I have all the negativity take away from that. That being said, he keeps on putting points on the board for the other team with these fumbles. That's the second time he's had a fumble return for a touchdown. Like, and that one is like that one is about as unacceptable as it gets—is when a guy just rips it from your hands. Like he didn't put two hands on—he tried to like dodge Adams with it. He's got to see him like coming and just put two hands on it and take a lesson. As much as we hate to say it, from Eli. And learn to self sack yourself at times. But I also love like he went and made a play on that third and ten on that run and scramble and took a freaking hit. Like I love that. But I'm also like, like it's it's just it's and this is rookie this is rookie ball. Learning to know when to take those chances, when to hold on to the ball for that extra half second, and when to give up on a play. It's, th- I mean, this is rookie ball.
1: I'm proud of the Jones play when it was ripped out of his hands. It wasn't like the Jamal all out literally came. Like he he saw him coming. It's not like it was his blind side. He he should have seen. His pocket awareness sometimes is very off. It's like he's a blit. He's got tunnel vision. He doesn't see around him. He's just down the field. He has got to. And we can also blame Saquon at times. I think he was unblocked on that point. But yeah, Daniel- I, I,
0: let Sorry. me say something. Remember yeah, how go. people got mad at me after the Arizona game Where yeah. I said Saquon sucked as a blocker, and a yeah. few of those sacks are on him. Yeah, because you're you're I you're mean, a sensible man. I mean, look at it now. He has sucked at blocking. He has caused this team to lose points. I, I don't know. It's, it's I, I have to chalk it up to the injury because I love Saquon so much. I think he was the right pick, although I had a hot take in my mind today. Don't. I maybe <laughs> not, maybe no. he wasn't the right pick, but I was like, you know what, Bobby? He's injured. He's not yeah. healthy. When he's healthy, you love this guy, and you think it's the right pick. Yeah. So don't don't judge it off when he's hurt. But I did have that in my mind today. Um. And that's another thing. I don't think you're crazy to say that I was the wrong pick either. But oh, I, at, this mo- at this moment, I do think it was the right pick, and I've always been of that stance. Um, yeah, it was like going into the draft. I was like, "Oh, what should we do?" And then, like, when I had like made the decision, what should we do before the day? It was Saquon. We weren't doing the show back then. Anyways, I'm rambling. You can go listen to it on Soul Man Radio. One of our first few episodes. Um,
1: sorry. Uh, Oh, Saquon's blocking's been bad. That's oh, wait, wait, I'm wait. Wait, wait. I, I, wait, I feel like I was going to say something as well, but hang on. Yeah, I just, I
0: had that Saquon take in my yeah. head. I, but I then,
1: there's out. something I wanted to say. It was something with Jones. Oh, yeah. Well, so I was going to say he's good. Uh, he, he, I mean, hey, he was our. I mean, I was about to say, hey, guess what? He's our leading rusher. So, I mean, maybe Saquon was the wrong pick. I mean, well,
0: leading rusher on one carry
1: yeah i mean hey but no daniel jones he played a good game uh and obviously the loss the fumbles are an issue but the future is bright for both the Giants at quarterback and the jets i'm gonna give the jets i'm a fan of sam darnold all right you said it i'm a fan you, of sam darnold People
0: hate it when you say because he's had really bad games this year um but yeah i like sam Darnold. Uh, i now i like daniel jones more and that's not just because of the Giants. Like, I love what I've seen out of Daniel Jones in his rookie year more than I like out of Sam Darnold in his rookie year in this year. And I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I, I, I do like Sam Darnold. I think he's the second best guy out of this past two years. Besides Lamar, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. obviously Lamar was just like, I was literally thinking about someone that was like, the, imagine the Giants took Lamar. But no, Daniel Jones, he's a good quarterback. He has his flaws right now. But I'm just ranting. I'm just repeating myself right now, but I'm going to let you talk because my point I was going to say, I completely forgot. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry about that. that, no, that no, no problem. Um, There's probably nothing important. Let's talk about the offensive line.
0: Now, NFL game pass sucks. So I've rewatched some of the game, but I haven't watched every play because they haven't put out their condensed version. And we even checked at halftime of the show. And it's still not out. But from what I saw, Nick Gates played really good in, pass, in the pass protection. Like, really good. Like, bench Nate Solder and Pitt Mike Rimmers at left tackle and Nick Gates at right tackle. Good. And I like, I don't, I'm not saying that as an overreaction. Like I truly like if, if he, if he looks as good as I remember, I fully believe that because Rimmers has been better than Solder. I know people don't like that take, but it's been flat out true. Um, like he looked really good in pass. now in the run. Like it's hard. I'm not really paying attention to the right tackle and the run blocking. Um, but I know when they did run outside to his side, it, it just was not there and Saquon would try and cut it back up. Um, Eric Smith, like going out for Nate, like coming in for Nate Soldier, who's out. Um, I, don't, I don't think he played much worse than Nate Soldier might have been, but I also like Eric Smith is all like we'd much rather have Nate Soldier out there than Eric Smith. Um, I think that's obvious, and and I I don't think anyone's saying otherwise, to be honest. And we hate Nate. Nate Solder. Yeah, we
1: we hate Nate Soldier's guts, but <laughs> I mean. The moment I saw him go Never down, when
0: his wife followed us, and we're like, hey, We should say some good things about him. And like, the <laughs> first thing after was like, Nate Soldier gives up the play. Lexi Soldier probably can't stand us.
1: Yeah, Lexi Soldier's probably scoring for her Twitter feed. She's like, Ah, look at all these, like, she's following like her friends, like, Wow, they're having a good time. They just see us. Nate Soldier sucks. It's like, Ah, well, I followed them. But no, that. The moment Nate Soldier went down, I'm like, "Oh boy, this is about to get ugly." And right there, I think myself like, "I remember people were saying bench Nate Soldier. I'm like, that's who you wanted to replace him, but obviously, he has a week to recover. But let's say he isn't able to go, Mike Remmers. It it was I said he. It was probably just." They're like, let's not risk risk injuring his back even more. So they, I believe he'll be back on Sunday. And then, you know what? Put Nick Gates at left tackle. Because Nick Gates played a good game at yeah. left tackle. So if, if Solder can't go, you chuck... Because they say Nick Gates can play every position on the offensive line. Put him at left tackle, see what he's got. Because if you can put Nick Gates at either left tackle or right tackle, then you just got to find that other position you feel like is more uh, what position he plays better at. And then you can just fill in that other positions and... He, I think Nick is a quality player. Uh, he, I mean, he has like the hair of Chad Wheeler, but he's nothing like Chad Wheeler. He's got the ability to block. I think he had like he's, not, a, he's
0: another ugly boy like Chad yeah,
1: Wheeler. Yeah, he, he's, I, he's not the best looking man on this offensive line. Uh, we have, we got, he just, he gets the job done <laughs> and, uh, he, he's a diamond in the rough. Now, obviously, maybe this year it's just all good and then next, next year it's like we, we think he's the guy and then he just completely sucks. But I still believe Nick Gates is the guy because what he's showing me in preseason today, he shows he can hold his own against NFL talent.
0: Yeah. And, 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 you know, the Jets don't really have any world beaters, too. So, you know, we'll see going forward. But yeah, I, I, if, if Mike Rammers is playing left tackle and Nick Gates is playing right tackle, I will not be disappointed about that. I really want not I don't care if, it, if Nate Soldier loses trade value or anything. I just don't care at this point with Nate Soldier. When he was in this game, he sucked, he would get blown up. That, uh, but you did uh, remind me of a point. Pat Summer said in his press conference, and he didn't flat out say it, he basically said that like, going into this game that they had realized that the season's over and they're going to start getting some young guys in. That's why Caden Smith played more, although he didn't really play a lot, even though he was called to be the starter. But he said, we got some young guys out there, and we're going to get some young guys going forward. So there was some kind of meeting between uh, Gettleman and Posse Mera that, like, listen, this season's over. We want to see what we have out of some of these young guys. Um And Sam Beal came in for an injured to Jenkins at the end of the game. Uh, I could see Sam Beal starting next week, um, which would be crazy if we got Sam Beal, DeAndre Baker, and Corey Valentine all starting uh, for this team. Like, you know, we 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 thought that could be like an awesome thing uh, and, and rookie camp and mini camps and OTAs. And now it's like, oh, my gosh, these three essentially rookies are going to be all in there at once. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this season, I think the Giants can understand that. And I think. I do think Pat Shermer has a vote of confidence from, you know, the the front office.
1: Yeah, I'm not even going to count on that. I, but... I don't
0: mean to get back in the Pat Shermer conference, yeah. but I just, I said, I, I think no. they're going to, the the rest of the season is about developing for the future.
1: And that's the thing. Uh, we, we have the talent on, we, this team's young and that's why there's hope for the future that this will get turned around, and I was happy to see. I wasn't happy to see Sam Biel out there because that Janoris Jenkins was injured, but unfortunately, next man on mentality, and, and I, I, I do hope we get to see Sam Biel for at least one full game. And I know if he, if he does play well, uh, that could possibly lead to the Giants maybe deciding the. On you got to get Julian Love in there. Yeah, that there's so many things. Well, hey, I mean, people want DeAndre Baker bench, so I mean, put Julian Love there. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, uh, th- there's there's hope. There's players on this team that will be part of our future. You got Ryan Connolly, Dexter Lawrence, Letter Williams. He's still young. Jabril Peppers, uh, and just young corners. And unfortunately, it's gonna. They're gonna have to learn. And right now, they're in the learning phase. But uh, yeah, we get them the right scheme, and we, or they just click under James Bencher in the final few weeks. There's something special with this team. Uh, it's not clear right now, but it's there. That there's optimism to have even you're gonna say, get burned out
0: of stake for that saying that
1: Danny. I'm, I'm sorry but it's true there's young guys on this team to have confidence in the future
0: that is the positive thing is that these young guys the young guys brought in under the gambling now gambling has sucked at free agency nate soldiers um uh, now while we hate nick i hate saying hate because i don't hate like people but i hate his play like hate nate so like we i think everyone looks back and's like yeah we were all kind of saying that was the right move but Ogletree has been a massive. Let's talk about the defense. Let's talk about James Betcher and we'll move into that. I get him in bad at free agency. We'll need to explain that. Everyone understands. James Betcher, the first two drives of the game, they go down and march methodically down for uh, 14 points. No blitzing, nothing aggressive on third down. I don't understand why Betcher, like, he was brought in to be the aggressive guy. And that's why I got pissed. I was like, who has been telling me to cool it on James Betcher? He like, like, well, he can't be aggressive because the secondary, uh, is, it sucks, and they're going to get big plays. It's like they're getting plays anyway. They're marching down on us. Our defense has been horrible all, all offseason. So it's not working either way. Why not be aggressive? And then from the second quarter on, Danny, he got aggressive, and things happened. Good things happened. Now, there wasn't any turnovers, but good things happened. Third down stops. And it's like, why aren't we doing that on third down throughout the game? And, and why are we going full games without doing that? I think Betcher against Dallas for the most part, and the second through fourth quarter against the Jets has been the best he's done, and that's when he's aggressive and throwing exotic blitzes. But he like consistent, he hasn't done that consistently throughout the season, and it's like, well, they uh, have Bethea on the back end. It's like, well, okay, well, Bethea's getting screwed in the back end in zone, and then you got Ogletree in the zone getting screwed. So I would rather just pit DeAndre Baker and let him learn and play bump and run man coverage with Janoris Jenkins than what Betcher is doing. And Alec. If there's no better argument for like better evidence for my argument than today's game, because the first quarter he didn't do that, second quarter on he did, and
1: things happened. Yeah, if you if you yeah, like that first drive they dominated us, but then that second quarter they 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 sent pri- when you send blitzes, some good things happen sometimes. I know the Jets, their offensive line is not the best, but. They sent confusing looks at him, and it made him to make some bad throws and or and make throws quicker than he would have wanted to. There's James Betcher. I don't know why he's not aggressive. There's literally no reason. We are two two and eight. I think I forgot our records. I frankly don't care about the record now. Uh, that why are we being to why are we being so conservative? Throw it at the wall. Throw everything at them because James better I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. If you're around next year, I'd be shocked because there's no way anyone in their right mind, if it's Pat Shermer or if it's a new coach, would keep you because you have no you have no hope right now to be a quality defensive coordinator. And he was, as I, I I've said this multiple times, but he was highly regarded when we signed him in 2018. He there was talk to him that like he he like he could be a head coaching candidate, and now he's on everyone's, Like everyone wants him. Like gone, and so I know some people do want James Bashir to say, and I and I personally don't see that argument. But as you said, he became aggressive, and good things happened because of it. And if he does that more, this this defense has the guys to get it done. Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, B.J. Hill, Dallas Thomas, and Davon Thomas chucked the Jets center like he's nothing. So it's frustrating that he is being so conservative, and it it hurts his team. It really does.
0: Yeah, and and I'm not saying maybe if they're aggressive. They give up. I I don't know, and I also want to remember that Daniel Jones gave them seven points, and we lost by seven points. Um, and I, I I don't like Betcher. I, I I if if the season were to end today, I would I would I would call for Betcher to be fired.
1: He's a guaranteed uh, goner. Like no matter what, even if Pat Shermer stays, he's gone. There's no way Pat Shermer in his right mind will keep him.
0: Yeah, a lot of people would say, well, he's not in his right mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pepper now. Um, I almost called him Julius Peppers. Um, Jabril, Jabril Peppers, he played amazing today. He was out there making a playmaker. He he has been, you know, after, I remember after the first two games people were freaking out, and he's always going to be kind of, like, uh, looked at tougher because he was part of that Odell trade. But, man, he's been a really good safety for us all season. He's been, I mean, has there been a bigger, like, playmaker on the defense other than Peppers? I mean, I mean, Jenkins has had some interceptions, but a lot of those just kind of came into his hands and were bad passes by QBs. I think Peppers has been the biggest playmaker. It's been nobody at linebacker. If Connolly was healthy, you could say Connolly. But, I mean, like, as much as I love Dexter Lawrence, he's not like being a huge playmaker. Marcus Golden makes some plays, but I, I feel like Jabril Peppers is the biggest playmaker on this defense right now.
1: Yeah, without a doubt, the Giants are easily winning that trade between the Browns right now because Odell has contributed nothing to the Browns. That Jabril Peppers had made has been making plays, so he's another reason for optimism. He's a young guy, and he's someone the Giants can build around. So, yeah, he's been honestly our best playmaker. His his
0: Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, bro. Uh, I'll, I'll just, I'll okay. just,
1: it's like, it's like a f- second longer. Uh, his counterpart next to him has not helped him out. So if the Giants can somehow figure out who they could put at free safety, whether that's that they draft a guy, or I know we hate James free creative signs, or they sign a guy. Julian Love. Julian Love. That's another thing. At this point, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that we see Julian Love in at least week 17 at free safety, or at least beforehand, just to see what does he bring to the table. And I think that would be the smart idea because it answers your question at free safety. Do you have your free safety on your roster now, or do you need to go look for it? Because last time we transitioned a cornerback to free safety, it really didn't end well, and that guy's name is Curtis Riley.
0: Yeah. Ah, he sucks, though. By yeah. the way, Justin Pennick, drink your freaking milk. We're going to be doing some stuff Yeah, with
1: Justin, Justin, where Panic. are you? Anyway, look. yeah. Justin. We're gonna be
0: doing some stuff with them in the bye week,
1: yeah. Justin, what are you doing, my guy? Yeah and,
0: that's, yeah, and that's the thing that's like I aggravating mean, it's the old heads on this team that suck. Antle the McFay. guys, Shane
1: Betcher wanted personally are suck.
0: Alec Ogletree, like th- these are the old guys, Nate Solder. Um, like these are the guys that are costing us games for the most part. Um, uh, anything okay? So we talked about Ogletree, DeAndre Baker. I thought face guarding was legal. Now I, I don't know what the deal is with that. I thought he played; pretty, he had some, he had some not so great moments. But like I thought, face guarding was legal on that pass interference from the end zone. Uh, I thought they changed that rule. I, maybe, maybe they weren't calling it as face guarding. I don't know, but that that was frustrating.
1: Oh, sorry. I, I was I was busy looking at Twitter. We we talked about not looking at Twitter, and here's me looking at Twitter, just following the Vikings and a uh, Cowboys. But yeah, DeAndre Baker. I, I, not the best of games. Not the worst of games. People are gonna call for an suspension, probably. But uh yeah, I mean face garden. I didn't ha- I didn't think it was egregious. I didn't think it was a catchable ball, but that's me not looking at the tape. But he he's Ronde Barber. Ronde Barber, let me make this clear. I'm gonna say it one more time. Ronde Barber, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Ring of Honor member, says there is DeAndre Baker will be a good quarterback in this league. He, he said it just takes time to adjust his level. So guess what? A rookie's going to struggle. God forbid I, that happens.
0: I love that because I love Ronde Barber and I think he's an extremely intelligent guy. I love him on the broadcasters too, um, and he's one of my favorite guys to watch with the Bucks. Uh, I watched a lot of those Bucks teams because uh, I live down in Florida. So we pretty much covered everything on the offense and defense that we wanted to. Here's one thing we haven't covered, Danny. What the hell is going on with Alger sauce
1: I'm putting out an MIA on. If someone kidnapped him, like, can we get, like, an Amber Alert out or something? Where'd he go? I,
0: I, don't, I don't get it, man. I understand, like, not having the same great season. And I get kickers aren't always most consistent. But he's missing extra points, like, every single game.
1: And, like, that—I'll be honest with you. When Riley Dixon messed up that snap, I literally thought it was a designed two-point conversion play because it seemed, like, too smooth at first when I looked up. But yeah, Aldra Grossas, he's missing extra points and I don't know what he's doing. And he doesn't even know what he's doing. Like he's literally just laughing cause he's not laughing, he's he's just like he's like 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 huh. Like he has no clue what's going on and I'm not we're not kickers. We don't know what's going on. We need like a kicker. Like and we need like freaking uh try to think of like a a like, Lawrence Time, you know what I'm gonna tweet at Lawrence Tynes. like what's Aldra Grossas doing wrong that he's struggling so badly. He he was a the best kicker in the league last year and now he is he has missed extra points in about, what, the past three games? It's—I have no clue what's going on with Alder Grossatz. It, Lawrence,
0: Lawrence Times would tell him to miss the first two field goals in the NFC <laughs> Championship and make the third
1: one. I mean, hey, hey, I mean, that's what's going to happen. I, like, I was literally telling myself last week, like, if Alder Grossatz was to go out there and kick a field goal, like, if, if I needed him to go out there and kick a game winning a field goal, I would trust him. Right now, that confidence is gone because he's missing extra points. Extra points. And, like, it, it's been a problem all season. Like, he shouldn't miss a lot of field goals, but he's got lucky. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what he's doing wrong. I'm not sure how Thomas, whatever you say, his last name, our special teams coach can help him. But Alder Gross, I don't want him gone because we didn't get rid of him after one year and he came back, dominated the league. It's got to be a simple mechanic. It's just got to be something he's doing wrong or something simple he's doing wrong. And I believe he'll find that out in the offseason because he's still a quality kicker. And I still believe... He can be one of the best kickers in the league. I'm going to tweet at Lawrence Times right now about that.
0: (laughs) I'm sure he'll have some wacky response. I guarantee
1: Um, he will respond. Just kidding. No way he will. I think we can get him to respond. Um,
0: Dan, I think we've covered everything from coaching to, you know, Daniel Jones to the defense. I I think we've covered everything. It's going to be a long bye week, long two bye weeks, or two weeks uh, with the bye week. Um, I would recommend – to go get just get away from the listen to this episode. Actually, listen. The only interaction you have with like the Giants in the next two weeks is listening to this show. That'd be my best thing. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with uh panic and those guys. Haven't decided exactly what we we're going to do yet, but we'll have a, another show out. Um, maybe even Wednesday, maybe Thursday to recap this game, maybe do some mailbag. Um, yeah, it's it's frustrating. I'm aggravated, I'm, I'm not happy with this team. Um, but we, I mean, we just try to keep things in perspective. I mean, like you want you want Shermer gone. I don't. I think we both make good points. Um, I think I've been critical of Shermer. I'm just not ready to to call for it. I do see good things. Um, the people tweeting at me, please stop. You guys annoy me. Um, it's not. It's not. It's mostly not our listeners. Um, and listen, like, and I feel like we're doing a therapy session right now. But there's people who tweet like like make good and valid points. But like that's why I put out the tweet said, what are your what are your issues like with Shermer from this game? And we kind of went through them individually, like the timeouts, uh the the way Saquon was used. Um but when you just say play calling, like I don't know what to tell like I don't know what that means, you know. <laughs> um I can't just leave and we talk about that. Anyways, Danny, I'm rambling. Uh I would appreciate it if you could leave us uh a five-star review. You may not like what we say, but you gotta admit we put in the work. Like, nobody wants to record these episodes after six straight losses. Like, it sucks. It sucks. The last thing I wanted to do was record. I just want to watch the Nets, uh, who have closed the gap to seven points with four and a half minutes, 51-44. I believe we're going to win now. I just want to watch the Nets and relax. Um, So, anyways, we appreciate you guys. So, if you could, leave us a a rating and review. Um, Until then, let's go big Blue.